welcome back to the What Country Is podcast with Sarah Pearson. I am Sarah Pearson. If you didn't know, you know, the intro is basically the same every week. I continue to be me. This week has been a little, again, unmotivated. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm falling into a routine here and it's kind of dull uh, because I have nowhere to go. But as you can tell, I got brand new equipment. If you're watching this, maybe you can tell the difference via audio. Can Let me know. Let me know in the reviews. Can you hear the difference? I, I, I would like to know. I'm working towards being a better podcaster. I don't really know much about it. I'm still learning. And so I got a new setup for myself so I can do the best that I can to give you guys great content. So I got something new. Hopefully it sounds better. Hopefully it looks slightly better on camera and I can be a little bit more free with my hands so I don't have anything in front of me. I can just, you know, dance if I want to. I I guess nothing was stopping me from dancing before other than my own self-esteem. But I guess now I'm allowing myself to dance. So stay tuned for when I decide I want to start dancing on the podcast. Aside from the new equipment, um, I've been writing a lot. I have been uh, kind of on like a cooking kick, I guess. I don't really, mm, I'm not much of a cook. I like to cook. I'm from a family of people that love to cook and have great recipes. And so I would say that I'm pretty skilled in that aspect and I can cook just about anything. But I rarely ever have a craving for something and, you know, have to experiment to make it. But this week was one of those weeks where I I was playing The Sims, as you do as a 22-year-old person waiting for your life to begin. And in The Sims, you can make this honey cake, which... Sounds delicious. I'm a huge fan of honey. I put honey on everything, in everything. So I was like, oh my gosh, that is a great idea. And I don't, I've never heard of such a thing. So I wanted to make it. And so I'd been putting it off and, and not going to the store. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to diet more and create a, a healthier lifestyle now that, you know, I am able to control what I'm eating and what's going in and out. But um, I just could not stop thinking about this honey cake (laughs) for the whole week. And so yesterday I went to the store and I got um, yellow cake mix, cream cheese frosting, and a huge thing of honey. And I made honey cupcakes (laughs) and they... I was a little worried because baking is a science and if you screw up that science, you will screw up everything and it won't be even cake anymore. It'll be something else. And, uh, you know, so my process, for those who are interested, if this is the recipe, uh, I just took a yellow cake mix, which requires a third a cup of butter. Uh, three eggs and a whole cup of water. And so I instead 
used half a cup of water and half a cup of honey in the cake batter. It mixed up great. It cooked up fine. So hopefully it, you know, it shouldn't explode on you. And then for the icing, I just took a tub of cream cheese icing. I scooped out half of it. And I, you know, I would say probably like a third of a cup to a half of a cup of honey in that. And I whipped it together with one of the beaters. And I put it on the cupcakes when they were done. And oh my goodness, that it was the best cupcake I have ever eaten ever in the history of my life. I, I, I should start a cooking channel on YouTube where I just make things from The Sims or the things that I just have never had before uh, because I was super excited about it and I literally have not stopped talking about it to my family since I made them. So I suggest that you try them. I was blown away. If you are a fan of honey, if you like honey, even in the slightest, I think you will really enjoy these cupcakes you know, feel free to DM me with more or like for more details. It's really straightforward. Just add honey in everything. So I was pretty excited about those things this week. I've been going to the park and walking. No more turtle shirts. I hate to break it to you. Haven't seen. I didn't see any turtles on my walk today. So that was a little disappointing. But I did see the bison, which made me very happy. This week, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to start some like more, I feel like I've been straying away from the country music that I enjoy. And so um, I've come back and I'm going to tell you what has brought me back into country music recently. I've been listening to a lot of different things from pop and, and Disney and, and some metal and some rock stuff, but I'm back in country now. <laughs> I'm, I've received my warm welcome and the thing that got me back into it this week was a video that I watched. CMT is doing this campfire uh, sessions where they just play outside by a campfire. And it's it's actually super nice. And I, I think it's pretty creative. I mean, I, it's, I've seen videos like it before. But I think as a series working with you know, popular artists in Nashville is a great idea. I think it's really nice. And so the video that I watched, it came out April 6th, I believe, uh, was the episode with Cody Johnson. Now, if you know me at all, Cody Johnson is basically my perfect ideal of like what country music is. He blends new and old incredibly well. And it's it's very outlaw slash rodeo-y. It, true blue like country music to me and when I watched it I was truly amazed I knew Cody Johnson could sing but he just constantly impresses me every time I hear him live because his voice is so so much like a crooner almost but in a country kind of way and I fall in love with his voice every time I hear it. And so that was really what drew me in this week back to country music. I watched that video, I don't know, probably about 10 times. And the audio does not include the crackling of the fire, which I was a little disappointed about. So when I paired it, <laughs> I paired it with a, a video of just like fire crackling noises. And it just... 
I, I think they really missed an opportunity to really create the ambiance for this video where you can include the crackling of the fire and then the beautiful vocals and fiddle from, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name, but he was fantastic. I, the, I was just really excited about the fiddle in general because normally when they, people play live like that, they don't really include the extra instruments that make it especially country. They usually just do two guitars or a guitar and acoustic bass, something along those lines. But he had a guitar and a fiddle, and it was just phenomenal. And I would highly recommend going to watch it if you're into country music, even in the slightest. I, I was truly blown away, and I was super excited to jump back into country music after I watched it ten times in a row. <laughs> The other big news in country music was Morgan Wallen wrote a letter that he posted on his social media kind of acknowledging his mistakes in these last few months in of, of the end of 2020 into 2021. And I got to say I understand why people are mad at him and disappointed in him but I do truly believe that he is trying to better himself and understanding his faults and and his mistakes and truly growing from them. He in his letter he mentions that he's going to take more time off. Uh, he's not going to tour and do any of the festival scenes or to uh, go on tour with Luke Bryan. And I think. <laughs> I, it's hard to say whether or not that is a uh, a publicity type of thing where his publicist was like, you can't do these because people will hate you. And, but I truly, I, I think because he is a genuine artist and I think he really does speak from his heart, I do believe that he is sorry and he's trying to grow. So... I'm excited to see what comes from him in the next few years as he continues to self-reflect. And I, I think that his next album is going to be very reflective of this time that he has had with his fans and the connection he has with them, even though he has screwed up some royally a few times in the last few months. The other thing that... I, is notable about Morgan Wallen at this time is that he broke a record for longest, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but something about being at the top of the charts for, I want to say 10 weeks or something along those lines, um, which doesn't sound like a record, but apparently there is one. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but in the midst of his drama and his whole thing, he people were listening to his album and buying it and it was growing rapidly and I don't know if that was just like he has a lot of fans that are just incredibly dedicated to him or it was people that didn't really know who he was who heard of the drama that he has been a part of and was listening to it and it, and I'm not quite sure the, the analytics on that, but the fact that his album did awesome, like not just like, okay, like he got a few more listeners because of the big controversy, like it was record breaking. And so I, I'm interested to see 
maybe he will donate the money that he's made. Maybe he won't. Maybe he will do some other compensation for the things that he's done. But I, I, I truly believe he's wants to change and he's going to change for the better. So I guess we'll see what Morgan Wallen is up to in the next few months to the next few years. I'm excited. I like his voice. I think his music's pretty good. So fingers crossed that he is a better person in 2022. <laughs> uh, we'll hope. The next cool thing that's coming up is the ACM Awards on April 18th, I believe. I have done a extensive look recently into the categories and the nominees and it's safe to say I usually am pretty disappointed when it comes to country music <laughs> award shows and if it's not specifically country music I'm usually disappointed by the category <laughs> because I just I don't think the country music that is representative of what genuine country fans really enjoy they have you know I did a whole blog post about who's going to be entertainer of the year and it's always the same guys basically interchanging maybe one or two every year and most of them I hate to say it most of them aren't just not great anymore I was like really behind Luke Bryan in the beginning. I thought his music was super fun, but now it is the same song over and over again. I swear the creativity has just gone out the window with Luke Bryan and his songs are boring. They're they're catchy, but they're not there's nothing unique about them and I think that's the the thing that I don't like about today's new pop country or modern country is there's just not any originality in them at all they have a formula for songwriting and and production and they just go with it they just chug out songs one after the other and hope that they make it to the top of the charts and because they're catchy and you know they're loud and in, in your face they you know they soar right to the top of the charts and it's not anyone's fault but our own we're ruining it for ourselves people we need some more substance in country music. It's super important to me. And it's not that I don't like those songs, the new songs that Luke Bryan puts out, but they just lack substance. And I, it's hard to say what is considered a good country song because obviously I am one of many, many people that like country music. And we all have very different opinions of what's interesting. Some people might like a more harder sound of outlaw country and are, is really drawn to Texas country. And some people are more drawn to like a California country, beachy type of country. Or And, and then you, everyone knows the most popular comes out of Nashville. And that is much more pop driven. And so I think everyone's taste in country music is not represented when it comes to these awards. So I'm excited to see who wins, but also I know that it's not going to be the people that I want. Uh, I would be genuinely shocked if Chris Stapleton won Entertainer of the Year. He just doesn't have the numbers, even though he's 
I think we can all agree that he's absolutely fantastic. He just doesn't have the numbers to be the entertainer of the year. And it's kind of disappointing because there are so many great artists out there that are making wonderful country music that just don't see the light of day because they don't conform to the pop country that is so popular today. So we'll see. I don't think I'll watch it, but I will keep updated on Twitter and all of the social medias and keep checking in and maybe we can talk about it uh, when it happens because I'm interested to see what is going on. Like who we're, we're going to definitely get into it. I promise you might not be into it, but I'm going to be, you know, knee deep in frustration. I think this segues right into a segment that I've wanted to do. Speaking of me talking about country music that I enjoy or hate, um, I wanted to do a segment each week of what I've been listening to in the week because it changes a lot and it's not always country music, but most of the time it is. And most of the time, because I'm so young, I haven't had the opportunity to discover music that would have come out before I was born or even when I was younger because I wasn't a huge country fan when I was in middle school or elementary school so I only got into country music in high school and even then I was just scratching the surface with bro country and since then I've definitely expanded my horizons in country music but there are songs that I have missed and artists that I have missed and so I I apologize but I'm assuming that this segment will just be songs from artists that you probably already know if you're a country fan and you're gonna be like oh my goodness how do you have a what country is podcast and not know that this is an amazing song by this amazing artist so I apologize in advance for uh all of the controversy I may cause with this I'm listening to list but I'm excited and I want to share with maybe the not so diehard fans uh some of the stuff that I've been listening to. The first one is Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home by Miranda Lambert and L. King. That song is a bop, and it's not 100% country. I would say that it is definitely more, like, sits in pop more. But it's a great song, and I think it's really clever and funny, and I think L. King and Miranda Lambert's voices go well together. And yeah, it's one of those songs that you just want to turn on in the car and just sing at the top of your lungs until, you know, you're happy <laughs> again. Uh, I listen to it. I have to drive about 15 minutes to get to the park where I do my morning walks. And in that time, I roll down my windows and I play this song and I just scream it at the top of my lungs. And I'm sure everyone in the cars around me are like, you're crazy. Please leave Memphis. I'm begging you <laughs> because I, it's just a great song and it's super upbeat, makes you want to sing and makes you want to dance and it makes you want to scream it at the top of your lungs. I, I just don't. It's wonderful. The next song that I've been listening to a lot recently was inspired by the Cody Johnson video. I just really enjoy Cody Johnson and I was definitely late to the party when it came to him because he when I first heard music from him, I really wasn't into it that much 
But then I started diving into it more. And I was like, oh my goodness, where has he been my whole life? He is phenomenal. And I, you know this, I just talked about him. But the song that is on, oh, I can't remember what the album is called. But it's called The Only One I Know. And then in parentheses, Country Life. He sings it at the Campfire Session video. And it is beautiful and gorgeous and it continues to be gorgeous i'm listening to obviously the album version of it but sometimes these live versions that are recorded are just so much better and they connect so much harder with an audience i do find myself falling into a you know a rabbit hole on youtube of watching country singers do live performances of their songs and for some reason, they just feel so much better to me. And they might not be perfect, like they are on the record, but they connect so much more to the people watching and the people listening. Like there's a video of Chris Young at the Grand Ole Opry singing Don't Close Your Eyes by Keith Whitley. And it makes me cry every time I watch it. There's no flair, there's no dramatics, it's just him singing with a band in front of an audience, and it is just gut-wrenchingly beautiful, and I get, that's the stuff I get excited about, like when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of country music, I get excited about live performances, and when I was a little girl, I used to sit in my mom's bar on a bar stool and every Saturday night they'd have live music and I'd sit there and watch and I'd be like I want to do that like this is the greatest thing anyone could possibly ever do is get paid to sing their favorite songs or songs that they've written in front of people and have them dance and sing along like those were like the quintessential the memories in my brain of wanting to be a musician and wanting to start getting into music because I would watch the bands. I mean, they'd just be local bands. They were good, bad, ugly, whatever. Like it didn't matter to me. I don't even care if they were bad or good, but their ability to make people get up off of their bar stool and start dancing truly inspired me. And I think that's my, like my connection with live music is so deep and I respect it so wholeheartedly. Because if you can sing beautifully live like Cody Johnson, you have my heart. Like, I don't care what genre you're in. I will love it. Live music and, and just really raw vocals and acoustics. I am a sucker for it. So I would highly recommend going to watch those campfire sessions from CMT because they've got a lot of cool artists. Um, Lainey Wilson, I've done a review on my channel about her like recent album and it's fantastic and she's fantastic I love her I haven't been listening to her a ton because when I was reviewing her album I listened to her like nonstop all week not because I had to just because I enjoyed it so much but you should seriously just go check it out if you're a country fan I would recommend starting with Cody Johnson and then just see where you end up because it I, I had a great time just jumping in and listening to some of my favorite artists sing live in front of a campfire. <laughs> this brings me, actually, you know, I really did not think that this podcast was gonna be cohesive because I just had a lot of different ideas this week to talk about. But 
I do believe that it kind of feels cohesive because the this week on Instagram, I was thinking, what can I do to continue to engage you guys? And it hit me that I have a lot of followers on my Instagram. Also, check it out uh, at Sarah Pearson Music on Instagram. I have a lot of followers that are not country fans that have been responding to my polls and my questions and my interactive stuff on my story. And I was curious to see, you know, everyone has that one song in a genre that they get down to regardless of or not, like regardless of whether or not, that's what I'm trying to say, they like the genre. And so and when I was in college, I used to talk to people about country music and they you know they're like I don't like country music and then in secret they'd be like oh but I really like that one song by that one band and so I thought it'd be interesting to do a little question answer type of deal and I asked my followers what is the song that you get down to even though you don't like country music like what's the song that you always love when it comes on even though it's country music and you might not like country music. And so I had quite a few responses this week. Uh, an additional question that I asked was, if you're already a country lover, what got like what song got you into country? And so we have a few results for that as well. So I'm going to dive in into my notebook here and uh, read you some of the results. So for the haters of country, I'm going to call, I'm going to break it down into two lists, I think, which is like the country haters and the country lovers. I feel like that's pretty harsh, but I, it's just the only way I, get, I could figure <laughs> it to organize it. So under the hater, the country music haters list, we, the first song that they like and will come back to, even though they don't like country music is Love Triangle by Raylan. And I really love that song. I think it's beautiful. I think Raylan has an extremely unique voice in modern uh, country music. She does a lot of pop country, but I think that her voice can do well in the pop country, considering that it it is heavily country. Like, the, the, I think the thing that bothers me, another thing that bothers me about pop country is it is just people that don't sing with any twang that are singing just over like a pop track. So it's basically just pop, but like old pop. You know what I'm saying? I think you know what I'm saying. But she has a very distinct country voice. So I think she pulls it off well. And I think this song is really beautiful and has a beautiful story that is kind of sad. <laughs> so I would agree. I think that's a song that many people like that don't like country music. The next one was Boondocks by Little Big Town. And let me tell you, even before I was into country music, I could get down to some boondocks. I, we used to play this on our school bus or on a school bus when we'd go to our sports games and we'd play it over the radio and people would scream it at the top of their lungs. So I agree with this one. Boondocks is definitely one of those that everyone knows and is, you know, in their in their repertoire of scream singing. <laughs> The next one was Fishing in the Dark by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. And this was unexpected because I would say that this is probably a pretty niche song for country music lovers. I'm sure people have heard of it and have listened to it before, but I can't say that it is like 
top 10, one of the most, you know, listened to country songs by a vast majority of people that aren't into country. But I do like the song. So I, you know, I can't disagree with you. It's a good song. And I, if you, if you get down to it, you get down to it. I'm into it. <laughs> the next one is Blake Shelton's Boys Round Here. Now, this is a jam. And I, Blake Shelton became more famous when he joined The Voice. He was pretty famous before, but I feel like he was dying out. And then he joined The Voice and then put out some music. And then he just kind of skyrocketed to fame. This was one of the songs. I think Miranda Lambert and the like Pistol Annies are on it, I believe. But it's just a super catchy song. And it has just a really interesting story to it. And I, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think it's a very catchy song that draws people in, even if you don't like country music, which is awesome. I like Blake Shelton, so I'm here for it. The next one was Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. And now I would, I feel like it'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that's never heard Chicken Fried. Uh, it's one of those staple country songs that everyone knows. So I, I would agree that this is definitely a song that country haters all know and all secretly love. The next one is Wagon Wheel, and this one is by a bunch of various different artists, but I'm pretty sure the one that you are, or the person is referring to is the one by Darius Rucker. And yeah, that was a super popular song when it came out, and people were singing it all over the place. People continue to sing it in bars and restaurants and basically everywhere. And so I'm assuming if you're a non-country fan, you've probably heard this song, and you've probably sang along to it once or twice in your life. That was a pretty good list, okay? I'm impressed by everyone's choices. I am shocked that Before He Cheats wasn't on there, because that is definitely... One of the songs that every person on the planet should know because it's so popular and it, there's memes about it. And I, I was just, I was a little surprised that no one answered before he cheats. But maybe, maybe that was too obvious of an answer. Or maybe it's not. Maybe there's a whole community of people that don't like country music that have never heard that song before. I, I, I'm not too sure. I'm not confident that that's the case. I'm pretty sure they just didn't put it because it seemed like the obvious answer. <laughs> now jumping in to the country lovers or the people that have already liked country music and the songs that got them into country music. Now, I personally relate to this because obviously I think it's pretty clear that I love country music and I am really super passionate about it. So the song that got me into country music was The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. There was something about the storytelling in it and the guitar and the way he sang it. I was just immediately drawn in. I mean, I, I would say that Shania Twain was like a huge influence on me as a child. But again, I think we could probably argue that she was much more of a country pop star than a true down-to-the-bone country singer. And I would say that Garth Brooks was also pretty stadium country. But my first introduction to, like, a pure-ish country song was that song, The Thunder Rolls. And so I can to, to this day, I continue to listen to it and am still 
transported back to when I first heard it. It's a wonderful song. If you've never heard it, you should go check it out. But jumping into your suggestions and your list of songs that got you into country music, starting with some Zac Brown band. This person wrote Anything. Anything by ZBB, which I agree. Well, anything but this recent album they had come out with like a year or two ago. Anything up until then, 100% would recommend for anyone to listen to. Zach Brown Band is a staple in country music at the moment. And I, w I think will continue to be some of my, my favorite songs in the world are from Zach Brown Band. So if you are not a fan of Zach Brown Band, but want to get into country music, I would suggest starting there because they've got some really strong country songs in their repertoire. The next one was Honey, I'm Home by Shania Twain. And let me tell you, that is one of my favorite songs on the planet as well. So Shania was a big influence on me as a child. And uh, Honey, I'm Home was one of the songs my mom used to play on this like little green stereo. And we would dance and sing along. And most of my songs are inspired by that very same topic of just like I'm having a tough day and I need to relax and chill out so I would agree that is one of the best songs you can get into country music with the next person wrote anything Sarah Evans um they they said that they owned the first city that they owned was Sarah Evans and I'm not I would say that I know like this, like the starter kit for Sarah Evans. I haven't like dived deep into Sarah Evans, but what I do know from her, she is a really talented singer and she's got some pretty good songs. So, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, you should check her out. The next one is Anything by Sarah Pearson. And that is very kind of you. I really appreciate it. I do think that um, I've had a slight impact on my peers at my college um, because multiple people have come up to me and said, I don't like country music, but I like you. And I'm like, joke's on you. Now you like country music. And so I'm glad I could provide you uh with the gateway into country music because I think there's some great material out there and I just am trying to mimic and make my own as the best I can. And so I'm glad I could hump you on your country music loving journey. <laughs> the last one is uh, the hoedown throwdown from the Hannah Montana movie. And I think it's safe to say we all at one point or another learned the dance and really got into it. So I think that's like a perfect end to this segment where I talk to you about songs that got you into country music or that you could get down to. Throw down, throw down. There's a literal whole dance to it that, you know, people my age really got into. And I think that's pretty great. I think that that introduction to a more country lifestyle and a country song was great in my youth because I had no, like there was no representation of it anywhere else. I was super excited about it. Actually, it's a funny thing because there's not a ton of country living shows and movies that I'm familiar with. I've watched basically all of them and I've run out. And so... <laughs> 
I watched, I want it, what is it called? Country Comfort or Comfort Country or something like that. It's like a sitcom on Netflix and it's about this country singer and she becomes a nanny and it's really cute. And if I had that growing up, I watched it and I was like, that would have inspired me greatly. And I think it would have given me the courage to do more sooner. But the role models that I had uh, did pretty okay. You know, Miley Cyrus, she gave me the country song that I desired, which was Ho Down, Throw Down. And, it, you know, I guess sparked a generation of country lovers. Hopefully. I'm hoping that people liked country music after that. That's all this week, guys. I hope you guys had a great Friday and continue to have a great week next week. Next week, we will be doing, I don't know, something. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. Um, I'm looking at my calendar now. It's, oh, we're going to we're gonna be talking about the ACM Awards next week, probably. Because this is going up tomorrow. The ACMs are on Sunday. Yeah, well, I think next week's episode will be dedicated to the ACMs, probably, unless something, unless they're really boring, in which case, I guess I'll just see you next week with some weird topic that I have to talk about next. <laughs> okay, guys, bye!